when the super cool movie Shaft appeared in 1971, some had hinted that the title character was like a black James Bond. The comparison was exploited to the hilt in the first sequel to this groundbreaking film. I'm Stephen Archibald and welcome to my movie podcast. You liked him before, so he's back with more. Shaft. Shaft is back. In Shaft's big score. He looks like Cal Asby to me. What's left of him? What did he tell you, Shaft? Stay away from black hunkies with big, flat feet. Hello there. And welcome to my podcast, They Came From Within, Cult Movie Reviews. A score to settle. Shaft's big score, 1972. The film studio, MGM, had so much faith in the original Shaft that its sequel was being planned even before the first one was finished. Shaft's big score retained the essential elements of its predecessor. The director, Gordon Parks. The writer, Ernest Tidyman. And of course, its charismatic leading man, Richard Roundtree. And knowing they were onto a good thing, they even brought back the excellent Moses Gunn. But this sequel would be bigger, slicker, and for better or worse, John Shaft would be depicted as an indestructible superman with off-the-scale stamina. Before a private eye can help out, Cal Asby, an old buddy who'd made a distress call to him, the terrified man is killed in an explosion. It turns out that Asby's dodgy business partner, Johnny Kelly, owes a lot of money to a mobster named Gus Mascola. And Shaft also discovers that Aspie and Kelly have been running a numbers racket. One which has attracted Mascola and other unsavoury types. Shaft has to snug it out with Mascola and his goons and things get rather messy. The movie climaxes with an epic chase which features speeding cars, a speedboat and a helicopter. And even when I first watched this flick, as a kid, I thought its ending was pretty damn funky. Speaking of funky, it's a crying shame that Isaac Hayes did not do the music for this film. After all, his score for the original Shaft was a terrific award-winning creation and a huge commercial success. However, Isaac had wanted more money than Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer were willing to pay him. It's just as well that composing music was one of the director Gordon Park's many talents. He provided this film snazzy music himself. The soul crooner O.C. Smith sang on Parker's compositions. Blowing your mind? Move on in and don't misunderstand. Although the soundtrack does also have the Isaac Hayes song Type Thang. 
the mighty Moses Gunn returned as the crime boss, Bumpy Jonas. The devious Johnny Kelly engineers for there to be a war between Jonas and Gus Mascola, with Kelly hoping it would not only solve his financial problems, but get rid of John Shaft too. The idea of Shaft being a great lover continues in this movie too. Even though Aspie's sister Arna is his main love interest in this picture, John also has a sexual encounter with Rita, Kelly's abused mistress. Arna was played by the rather fetching actress and model Rosalind Miles. Rosalind went on to appear in other exploitation movies such as The Black Six and Friday Foster. On TV, she also popped up in Columbo, Starsky and Hutch and Beretta. And for a few years, she went out with Jim Kelly, the actor and martial arts expert who shone in Enter the Dragon, along with Bruce Lee and John Saxon. At the age of 82, Rosalind passed away at her home in Los Angeles on the 8th of February last year. By the way, Rita was played by Kathy Emery. While Shaft's big score was being made, Ernest Tideman picked up an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for William Friedkin's The French Connection. Last time he was nice. This time he's ice. We go to a lot of funerals, Shaft, Willie and me. One day we'll drop in on yours. Speaking of connections, the Dinah Ross movie, Lady Sings the Blues, came out four months after this film was released. One of the three writers on that movie was the soul singer Christine Clark. Ernest Tideman and Christine Clark would marry each other in 1982. In the first Shaft movie, John had to form an uneasy alliance with the police lieutenant Vic Androzzi, who was played by Charles Choffey. He has to do the same thing again in this film. But this time round, it's with the police captain Bolin. Bolin was portrayed by Julius Harris, who, the following year, would play the henchman Teehee in the bomb flick Live and Let Die. And now onto the villains. The cultured, clarinet-playing head honcho, Gus Mascola, was played by Joseph Mascolo. Joseph will best be remembered for being a star of the US soap operas, Days of Our Lives, and The Bold and the Beautiful. And Gus's thuggish right-hand man, Pascal, was played by Joe Santos. Joe's best remembered for playing Jim Rockford's pal, Dennis Becker, in The Rockford Files. His film CV includes Seamus, The Don is Dead, and Fear City. Joe's sneering, obnoxious performance in this movie is a joy to watch. The slimy Johnny Kelly was skillfully portrayed by Wally Taylor, an actor who put in several TV and film appearances. His movie credits include Cotton Comes to Harlem, Escape from New York, and Rocky III. Please be aware that this film features scenes of domestic violence towards women. 
we see Johnny Kelly slap his girlfriend Rita around and at one stage Gus Mascola shoves his partner who was played by Marilyn Hamlin away from him. As with the first child film the director Gordon Parks makes a cameo appearance. In this one he can be seen as a croupier with a budget just short of two million dollars. Shaft's big score cost four times more than the original movie. It was also shot in New York but we got to see more of the great city this time round. For example Asby's funeral took place at Cypress Hill Cemetery and the dynamic final act was staged at Brooklyn Naval Yard. Filming took place between February and April 1972 and the movie had its premiere in New York City on the 21st of June that same year. It made 10 million dollars at the box office. A respectable sum for an early 1970s film. The next Shaft movie would have a very different vibe. For one thing there'd be a change of director and writer and for another it would be largely set on a different continent. I'm Stephen Archibald and thanks again for listening to my podcast They Came From Within Cult Movie Reviews. Be cool, stay safe out there and goodbye for now. Italian is serious. Shaft is back, tougher than ever, caught in the middle of a red-hot numbers war. Looks like it's payday, Mr. Kelly. Drop the guns and freeze. This baby starts kicking, it won't stop, so nobody get cute.